Blog Talk Radio. God, welcome to Talk Wednesday on the Naked Talk with Alex Okurzi. And yes, you're listening to the Queen of Expression. And I am coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. <laughs> okay, so I am so excited. Yes, it's another Talk Wednesday on the Naked Talk. And yes, my name is Alex Okurzi, and I'm just so excited and pumped to be right here live on the show with you. So wherever you're listening from around the world, don't forget that this is the hub for real, authentic conversation. Yes. So here, you know, we have, we keep it real, really. We have real deep, unfiltered, unscripted, uncut conversation about, you know, things of interest, you know, things that interest you. And obviously, you know, the entire um, goal is to empower you, right? It's to empower you to, you know, to empower you to chase your own freedom, basically, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, last time we were here on the show, I had an amazing conversation with my guest, Joey Ortiz, who joined me live all the way from California. And yes, we talked about how to become unstoppable in the face of adversity. And if you missed that conversation live, don't forget that you can catch all our shows. You know, right here on the radio channel, on Block Talk Radio, of course, on any of our syndicated channels around the world. Yes, we're, you know, The Naked Talk is also syndicated on Stitcher. You can find us on TuneIn. You can listen to the show on um, Player FM. You can catch us on Acast. And, of course, you can listen to the show on Port Africa in Uganda. You can listen to it on the Good Radio Network in Canada. You can catch The Naked Talk. We're on um, Castbox FM. And you can also listen to it on Radio Public. And, oh, my God, we're everywhere, really. But just go to our website. Go to your official website, thenakedtalk.live. Live because we're live. And, yes, you can catch all the amazing conversations. Now, here's the thing. There's nothing like being able to, you know, connect with amazing, powerful influences from around the world and really dig deep, you know, really dig deep and have those those conversations that people don't want to talk about, you know, about their, you know, about life and career and business and finance. And, and there's so much amazing about the shows that have no conversations that I'm to say. 
right? So if you miss any of our shows, don't forget to get welcome contributors on the show. So don't forget that you can tweet using the hashtag The Naked Talk, um, or you can, um, you know, call into the show. You know, the calling number is right on your screen on, on top of your player, so you can see the calling number. You can use your live Skype button if you want to. Uh, on Fortunately, our in-studio chat room is not open today, so but you can send us messages on our, you know, on our WhatsApp number or send us an email. Just write hello at thenakedtalk.live, and of course, your contributions and messages will be read right here on the show. So I'm very excited because my guest is right here in the vegetable studio, and I can see she's here already. Um, but just before we get into today's conversation, um, this episode is brought to you by The Naked Tribe. <laughs> So, yes, it's brought to you by the Naked Tribe. And, of course, our friends at the Global Royale. Global Royale is all about the giving to you, bringing to you the lifestyle, right? You know, they give you a lifestyle. And if you want to find out more about just the amazing portfolio they have, you know, and, and if you have interest, maybe you've been thinking about owning your own home um, and, or having that lifestyle that you desire, then obviously you should check them out at globalroyal.bees, bees as in B-I-Z, and find out more about, you know, just their real estate portfolio and how you can own your own, your own home. And, of course, our amazing friends at QTB Events. Now, QTB is all about the finest A-class quality entertainment and events. Yes, and I tell you this because QTB is also going to be handling the Naked Experience live right here in Vegas, Nigeria. So they're going to be handling our concerts. Uh, sorry, our conference. Did I just say concert? That's weird. <laughs> our conference. See why it's called the Naked Talk because we can laugh about our, you know, so, yes, they're going to be handling our conference. So, um, and they've been amazing support uh, for the Naked Talk. And so, yes, all about A class quality events. Yes, you have life. Yes, and you find out more. Make sure to go to Evolution Hair Evolution Magazine. Com. And let's not forget the Brat Club. Yes, 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 yes. Our new issue, our new bold issue, 2008 bold issue of Brat Magazine is finally out. And of course, you can find out more about this issue, you know, on the cover of the issue. One of our former guests, <laughs> she's been on this show, um, famed Brazilian author and lawyer, Adriana Gabazzoni, is right on the cover. And of course, this particular issue features a number of amazing thought leaders and influences from around the world. So you definitely want to grab a copy. Now, I'm so excited. I'm very excited, actually, because something I've been talking about for God knows how long, a year, almost a year. Right. You know, one of, you know, my new book is out. And um, this is our global anthology we've been talking about. I bared my chest, I bared my chest, and I bared my chest. Now, I bared my chest is finally out. And yes, 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 you can go get a copy. There's this beautiful 660-page coffee table book, gorgeous-looking book. I'm telling you, we put it all out there, featuring amazing 21 unstoppable women from different parts of the world. And we kind of like just dump it all there. <laughs> like we're telling it all, like we just put it right there. And you definitely want to get a copy of this book. Or you can listen to us in our original voices. Listen to 21 authors, you know, share their story in their own original voices. You can get the audiobook or the ebook. So if you go to www.ibearedmychest.com and you can find a copy. So today on the show, yes, on TNT 102, we are navigating success beyond the limelight with my very special guest. Now, why do so many professional athletes struggle to lead productive, successful lives when they retire? Now, why do they invest in their talent but not their life? 
forgetting that being in the limelight has sort of an expiration date. Now, today's guest gives advice to sports players regarding their finances, branding, and business. Now, her experience as a professional basketball player, business owner, and financial advisor allows her to give comprehensive advice and perspectives on how to help them plan their careers and their future. Now, I'm so excited, very, very excited, because joining me live today on the show is my very special guest. She is a former basketball player. She's also a sports manager, and she's the author of the best-selling book, Surviving the Light. Uh, Tiwana Smith, who's joining me live all the way from the USA. Hi, Tiwana. Hi. Welcome Hi, to Hi, Alex. Talk. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm very well. Okay, you know what? Here's what I need to do, Tawana, and I don't know if you hear me, but I need to be sure that I pronounce your name correctly. Now, I'm African, so I get a pass, right? Um, just, right I need right. to be sure. Is it Tawana or it is Tawana? <laughs> I go by either. Is it Ty or is it Tawana? Tawana. It's Tawana. So I was correct. Okay, Tawana. Yes. Okay, correct. great. Because, yes, you know, you sometimes it. you're not really sure if it's Tawana or Taiwaner. Okay, great. So, but I'm asking right. so okay. I'm allowed to. <laughs> okay, yes, well, for sure. To the Naked Talk. Welcome. And I've been looking forward to having you. And I know we've been trying to do this for forever, but finally you're here. And I'm excited. And people are definitely. They've been looking forward to I, you know, I feel like I'm going to learn so much from just the conversation we're going to have. So um, just, 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 you know, to let's, let's do this. First of all, what is the weather like where you are? Because I know it's pretty hot here in Nigeria, but what is it like right now where you are? It's nice. It's pleasant. We are just getting over snow and ice on last mm-hmm. week. And today I think that the weather's in the fifties. So it's, it's pleasant. It's pleasant, a little chill in the air, but it's nice. Oh, okay, great. Well, it's very hot right now. It's a bit weird because, you know, um, but but I'm glad that you have a good weather where you are. So let's get a little naked now. Who's Tiwana Smith today? I mean, how would you describe, you know, this woman, this woman, you know, the woman behind this incredible career that you have? Right, right. Uh, I would say I'm definitely a uh, a fearless uh, uh, person who's operating in a space, the sports industry, uh, that um, mm-hmm. is, you know, essentially having me go against the grain. There aren't a lot of um, females that uh, find a lot of success in this mm-hmm. business. And so uh, Tawana is a fearless go-getter uh, trying to – Fight the good fight and even the playing field in sports by sharing information and strategies to help aspiring mm-hmm. uh, athletes. So I am a trailblazer. <laughs> well, I like that you say that you are fearless and that you're a trailblazer. And believe me, we need, you know, we can't have enough of that in the, you know, in the, on the planet. We definitely need more than enough of that in the world. So it's amazing that you do what you do. And like you say, you're fighting the good fight. You're in a, obviously in a male-dominated industry, right? You're in the sports industry. And like you said, there are not that many, you know, females that have had the kind of success or building what you're building. So what you're doing is really, really bold, you know, building a career in obviously a very male-dominated um, industry. So let's talk a little bit about this. I know that you were a former pro basketball player, right? Yes. And, and so you've had a, you have experience, you know, being on the field. Let me, let me call it. I know it's not all the field, but on the court, 
<laughs> Let me say it's on the court. Correct. So you have a better Correct. experience being on the court. Um, but let's let's talk a little let's let let's talk a little bit about growing up. You know, what was it like growing up, and how did you fall in love with the game? Oh wow! I was very blessed to have an older cousin who was uh, drafted into the NBA, and so uh, my family was very close knit, and uh, we supported his journey and um, my other relatives that were involved in sports. And so it was in my blood, so to speak, and um, it really inspired me to want to play basketball and to want to use the sport to get my education. Uh, and to go on and, and essentially help other athletes. I've been on the business side and, and having a glimpse of that since I was a little girl because I had to watch my cousin transact business as a pro athlete. And so it was only natural that I followed that same route, uh, to route, uh, so to speak, to, um, you know, get out and, and really try to give back and help my family along. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, and so mm-hmm. um, this was my way to go on and use a platform to, to try to earn success. So uh, I've been around the game my entire life. Well, that's amazing. I mean, the fact that you had an older cousin, somebody who was doing this, and you were able to say, hey, I can do this too, right? Oh, I want to do this. And obviously, you take quite a lot of, you know, lessons. And, And, you know, it's amazing that and I think it's always great to have this kind of conversation because obviously, like you said, it was an opportunity to be able to get your education. So let's assume that means in my head I'm thinking that you probably had scholarship, right, to to play. Yes. If I'm correct. Yes. Okay, great. Yes, I did receive a okay, full great. scholarship. Great. Yeah. Okay, so, okay so, so that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about um, – so you went on, you know, you fell in love with the game, being around your cousin, you know, using your opportunity to get some, you know, get your education, but also using the p- platform to give back. And you, you know, you learn so much, you know, so how, what was, what was it like? What is it like being a player? You know, like, you know, for those of us that we're not on the court, what is it like to really be a basketball player? Like I kind of want like an inside Right, right, right. Well, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's incredible to be like, right. like to be on the court. Like, because it's not often you get to talk to somebody who. Mm-hmm. Incredible because, um, you know, there's just this insane feeling and there were always, always like a little anxiety almost, you know, every time we got on the court to perform in front of, you know, thousands of people and all of them are screaming your name and most of them are rooting for you. And um, it was just always a very surreal feeling every time I got a chance to perform. Because that's really what it feel, feels like. I hear a lot of um, actors and other entertainers talk about that and how they almost shift into, um, you know, becoming someone else during their time, um, you know, in front of all of those people. And so it was crazy. And um, a lot of athletes don't understand how much we miss that. Right. How much we miss people calling our name and rooting for us and, um, you know, being able to to work toward a common goal. So it was it was a crazy ride and I really enjoyed every bit of it. Well, you know, you saying that is almost like, you know, I'm trying to picture this because I've never really thought about it from I mean, I know the anxiety that, you know, an audience, right, or somebody who's, you know, who's watching a game probably feels but you never really put yourself on the other side 
to think of just what the player feels. And you're right, because it kind of feels like you're on stage, right, and you're playing, and right. you kind of have everybody else's <laughs> right. you know, in your hands, right, because everyone is rooting for you, so it kind of feels like a live stage play. And you have to sort of bring this performance to, like, to a massive stand innovation, whatever it is, like you want to wean, right? And so that has right. me thinking about, like, you know, um, as a player, and even though now you're no longer, like, you're no longer playing, you know, um, pro basketball, but were there, like, any kind of skills? Was there something that, you know, was there a particular way that you had to prepare to win? Like, was there a mindset or something you had to do, maybe oh, a yeah. habit or mindset or something that you needed to sort of prepare yourself to kind of like bring your performance to life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's mostly uh, what I think athletes need to realize is that most of the game is mental, right? So yes, you're competing against talent, but most of it is mental and that mental capacity and those skills to, um, you know, be, be very determined, to work very hard, to not give up and persevere. All of those things will translate well off the court and off the field. And so more than anything, it was the mindset that you had to have to win, to work together with your teammates, um, and to ultimately try to take something and learn something from every experience that you had. So, yeah, absolutely. It was more mental than anything. And, and that's because I think like everything is in the mind, right? Yeah, and to have that kind of like a winner's mindset, every like you said, you know, it's a mental game. And it, it's funny that we have this conversation because I remember having a table tennis player here on the show. And so, you know, just just you saying this kind of kind of almost reiterates what she said, you know, as a player is that even though you're play, it's a challenge and you're playing against somebody else or in your own case you know, against another team, um, you know, there's a certain mindset that you want to have that would take you further, even off, you know, off the court or off the field or off the game, but outside of that and maybe for the rest of your life. So I kind of just wanted to have a little bit of that. But let me ask you this. I know that you built a two-year career playing in Europe, right? right? And you're no longer, a, you know, a, bas- a pro basketball, you're no longer a baller. Let me call you a baller. You're no longer a baller. Right. But you have sort of transitioned <laughs> into, um, you know, a sports manager, and now you're the author of a best-selling book, and you have this great company that's doing all this amazing work. So let me ask, what changed? I mean, what informed the decision to stop playing? And how did you sort of right. make the transition from being a baller to the career that you now have as, you know, a sports manager? Right, right. Well, I always knew that I wouldn't play forever. I had an injury um, that I suffered when I was in high school. I tore uh, some ligaments, my ACL, in my knee. And um, it caused me to, um, you know, not be able to play for eight to ten months. And so um, I did still sometimes have issues with my knee when I was in college. And so I knew from a health standpoint I wouldn't be able to play forever. Um, Through my journey, and, and again, because my family didn't have a lot of money and um, I'd always had an interest in business and finance and money, you know, and I wanted to know how many works and how people made money and, and kept it and invested it and that sort of thing. And so that is where my studies centered in college. And so um, I actually uh, completed my degree and I earned my master's degree before I went overseas to play sports. 
So during my experience as a pro Mm -hmm. athlete, I had a lot of professionals that reached out to me, and they told me things about managing my money that I knew weren't true just because of my educational background. Mm -hmm. And so that was in part what inspired me to transition into a business and financial advising role for other athletes because I wanted to prevent them from being taken advantage of from professionals who were dishonest or tried to exploit them for their personal gain. Wow. You know, and that is so, you know, that is so true because we all, um, you know, in, in the cost of the game, you get to meet all, a lot of people who are going to want to take advantage for you. And I think that is also true in the entertainment business. Like people have had managers who have totally made, oh, you know, made them bankrupt from bad advice. And, you know, just everyone, you know, those with self-interest and who just really don't have your interest at heart. So I think it's amazing that right. you now sort of do the work um, that you do. But I wanted, you know, I, I'm I'm a little bit curious, you know, because like you knew. Here's something you said. You said you knew that you were not going to play for forever. Um, and you right. know you had that injury, and like most players who probably, you know, most times it's usually because not because you don't love. The game anymore, but because I'm. Think kind of takes you off, right? We don't really tell ourselves that we're not going to do this forever. And what else are we going to do? Like plan, you know, sort of like the future, right? right? Like right. for example, it reminded me of of an actor that I know, um, one of my colleagues. You know, he's been in the industry longer before me, though. You know, and I, I remember him saying to me so many years ago, which is like 2007. He said, "You know what? I'm going to." become, um, I'm going to go into the House of Assembly. I'm going to become a, a legislator. and But he's also going to become a director. Right. And I was like, wait, you're going to stop being an actor. You're going to, and he said, he said, you know what, I'm not, I know I'm not going to be an actor forever. I'm not always going to get leading roles forever. <laughs> right. So right. he was taking advantage. He was a leading man. He was in every. He was playing the lead, you know, the lead guy in every film here in Nigeria. And he, but somehow he had known that he was going to sort of metamorphose, you know, just grow from being this actor to becoming a director and producing his own films, and at some point become part of the government and become part of the legislature. So he started saving, you know, to buy his own cameras and buy his own whatever, and you know, become the director that he's become. Now on the outside, people could just be looking at him and say, wait. This guy just, you know, just left and became a director. But I think that he knew. And so for the difference between him and, and some other actors who now are out of, out of jobs, you know, and out of the industry, is that they probably didn't plan for that, for that time when you're no longer going to get that role, right? So Absolutely. You, you knew that you we're not always going to be in the courts forever, but you are still within right. the industry, the sports industry, still doing your thing, still being of value, still coaching and helping people. And you use the background that you have, in, you know, as a financial right. advisor, sort of, you know, position yourself in a fantastic way within the industry. I think that is so brilliant. Um, right. So, um, okay, let's talk about, you know, 
tra- the transition itself. Like, were there any, like, challenges? Were there any challenges with the transition? Did you experience any hiccup? You know, like, you know, what is it? How do you go from, you know, because here's the one. You're the sort of, like, you're the, you're, you're the star, right? As a, as a baller, right. our, all eyes are on you, right? And then as a right. manager or as an advisor, you're kind of like the maker. <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. Yeah, see, you so, know, it's so a you, lot you go, that goes on. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, go it's ahead. a lot that goes yeah, on sorry. I, when I feel like athletes. A bit of a delay. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, there's a lot that goes on when athletes are actively playing, right? They have practices, games, media appearances. They've got business to handle. They've got to take care of their bodies. They've got to deal with their families. And so, it's very easy for that time to get away from them and to pass very quickly. And they don't really take that opportunity when everyone wants to know their name and everyone wants to get close to them because they're active. They don't usually take that opportunity to make various business connections and to start preparing for what is going to inevitably come. And so, you know, what happens is it just happens really quickly. And all of a sudden they they suffer an injury or they're cut or they're not able, you know, they don't get another contract and then they're left to think, oh no, what do I do now? And it's just because they didn't take the time to prepare in any way, um, you know, for what they'll transition into later. The athletes that are able to look ahead, just like your friend who made a very natural transition from actor to, you know, more of a producer role, you know, those that actually take hold of that usually don't have a problem making the transition, but the great majority of athletes, they just simply live in the moment, and before they know it, they're thrust into this position of trying to decide what to do with the rest of their lives. Yes. You know, what you said is very interesting. They get so caught up, and and then they have a problem trying to decide what to do with the rest of your life, and that's so true. So you know what, uh, Tiwana, let's do something. How about we take – let's take a quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. I want you to – How about we take a quick – let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Awesome.
National Artist Management and Promotion, Logistics Management, Project Management, and Brand Enhancement, with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Wouldn't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business? Taking away the stress from your business. God, seems like we have to go pray to the gods of technology or something. <laughs> so, you know, first of all, welcome to the Naked Talk with Alex Okurji. You know, if you're just tuning in or you're just joining us, where we're still live and we're coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. Yes, my name is still Alex Okurji. It hasn't changed. And yes, we're, you know, having unscripted, uncensored conversation. And you know how it is. We keep it real here. And yes, you know, we're in Africa, so anything can happen, right? Anything can happen in the show. And yes, we're praying to the gods of technology. Please bear with us. You know, we have a pro baller here on the show. Do not mess us up. Let's have a great conversation. <laughs> so guys, you know, just before we went on that um, little commercial break and we had a little bit of that glitch, you know, I was talking to and still talking to my very special guest, Tiwana Smith, who's joining me live all the way from the U.S. And she is a former pro basketballer. She's also a sports manager and the author of the best-selling book, Surviving the lies. And just before we went to that, you know, we're talking about her career, how she fell in love with the game, you know, and how she transitioned from being a basketball player to now becoming, you know, a sports manager and being an advisor to so many athletes, you know, from NFL, God, some of the, you know, some of the most um, amazing players that you, you know, sell and, and just what it takes really, you know, to sort of build a career in a male-dominated, you know, industry and, you know, just, you know, with a lot of testosterone and, and I'm sure I'm still going to ask her a couple of questions. <laughs> but hi Tuana, welcome back. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> hi. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, sorry about that. But okay. So, you know, I want to ask you this. Um, you are the founder and you're the president of the Athletes Nexus. So you own this amazing right. company. Um, but tell us a little bit about, you know, the Athletes Nexus and, 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 and what you guys, what you guys do, uh, what your company does, really. 
Right, right. So I created my company a couple of years ago, the Athletes Nexus, and Nexus by definition means the link, the center, the core, and uh, what we aim to do is to change the way that athletes are managed. Uh, So we are not agents, but we do brand athletes, we promote Mm -hmm. them, and we prepare them uh, to not just take advantage of their time as a pro athlete, but to prepare for what's to come beyond the game. Uh, so we take a slightly different approach from just, you know, uh, getting endorsements for clients. We really help them cultivate their skill set so that they can earn an additional income now, but also be prepared to keep earning a living when they're done playing. And that is so important, right? I feel like that's that's where you're taking it up a notch because you're not just saying, hey, we're just interested in what you have now and what you're doing now, but we also are interested in your future, right? So just, you know, not right. just now, but what, you know, what, what do you have, what you can carry on for the rest of your life. And, and, and that makes a um, kind of like, a, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So um, let's talk about, you know, what, I mean, you get to work with a lot of men. And women, but I'm sure right. a lot of men. Right. <laughs> right. Mostly men, though. Yeah. So what sure. is it, what? Mostly men. Yeah. Because I mean, we talk about ballers and you know, pro basketball, like NFL, and all of that. They're probably men. So what is it like, um, you know, working as a woman, right? As a woman, and not in any, but you know, just what is it like, really, to get to walk with a lot of or manage? I think the word is actually manage, not work because we all get to work with men, but what does it work, what does it feel, you know, what is it like to manage egos and to test your right. own, because again, you're not, you're not just managing regular people, you're managing people who right. are in the limelight, people who are in the, yeah, you know, people you know, who, I, you know, have the like them. Right, right. Yeah, I've actually had a very good experience. You know, once uh, they get past the fact that you are a woman in this industry trying to serve them, um, I think the way that I conduct myself and always being professional but very relatable because I've been there, I know what they're going through, um, I've had a very good response from um, athletes, you know, trusting me, opening up to me, and really listening to what I've had to say um, Um, I think that deep down, a lot of these younger athletes are having these fears anyway, right? Um, They just go with the flow because, and then the other thing you have is that they're men. They feel like that people expect them to have it together and to know. And so you have a little shame that sometimes creeps in for, for them to really be honest and say, you know what? I really don't know what I'm doing. I really don't understand how this works and I need some help. Uh, When they come to me and I help them dispel those fears and, you know, I'm very open with them uh, that, number one, I understand. I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling. Um, I really have gotten great commitment to buy in from our process and the way we get them to really believing in the value of what they bring to the table beyond just being an athlete. You think about it, everyone wants to be close to them because of what they see them do on the court and on the field. But nobody really taps into who they really are and what else they bring to the table. And that is where my company and our model, um, you know, has an edge on a lot of other uh, different groups. So I- I've had a great experience. You know, I, I, you know, I'm just, you know, I was just, thinking you know while you're 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 speaking and 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 that is so i i feel that you know the fact that you have 
hands-on experience because you not just yeah. you're you're not just this person who's just created a company. You're not just you know a talent manager or a sports manager or somebody who just has a little bit of theory on this and understanding or um, you know what it is to be a player. You know what it is to be a baller. Right. So right, you have lived pretty much the life that they have. So you have on you have pretty much experience leaving what you know just having the career that they have. So you're in a better position to say, hey, look, I've been there, I've done that, and this is, you know, I can help you. And the fact that, like you said, you're relatable and, you know, you're accessible, and, and that makes it easier for I, I can see how that can totally work. And there was something you said as well um, about you just um, – uh, you, you said about – and had me thinking about the – had me thinking about the um, – just the entertainment industry as well. Like you – and here's the thing, you know, I, I didn't think that it was going to be an issue, like, but you know how it is, you're wondering, okay, what is it, but I think that the fact that they can work with someone who doesn't make them feel ashamed for not knowing the things that they don't know, or, yeah. you know, for even wanting, because sometimes you can work with people who expect you to know and make you feel bad for not knowing, right? Right, when right, right. When you <laughs> and when you're working with someone who really wants to serve, you know, whose interest is right. to help you be better and that you can feel comfortable saying, sharing with them and they're just there to, you know, empower you and they're all solution focused and it's not about shaming you or making you feel any less of who you are, or what you are. I think that that is definitely a great quality to have and who wouldn't want to have, you know, we probably put all the, and what is, what is great or what I think is great in the conversation, because I, I don't really think you have to be a basketballer to enjoy the conversation you and I are having, because I feel like, you know, you can take this inspiration and tap into wherever industry you are or whatever it is that you do um, and, and, and basically grow. So let's, let's talk about um, just you've had that experience, like you said. I remember you talking about um, you while you were playing and just some of the advice that you, you know, got. Um, well, just the things that you heard in terms of how to manage your own career or your own finances. And because you had a little bit, you had a, an inkling or you had a little bit of information, you knew a little bit more than they expected you would know. You knew some of it was a little false, right? So let's talk about what you think would be, or just before we go into that, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges that athletes and NFL players face when they retire? Like, what is that? one thing that you think is a constant it's something that you've noticed that happens with most athletes when they retire right I think the most important thing is they don't know what to do with their time right they have been consumed <laughs> from probably a young age on up with their sport you know that's all they've ever done that's all they know to do they know that's what they're good at and that is where they've gotten their you know the fame and recognition that they've come to enjoy being in the lights right so all of a sudden they don't know mm-hmm. what to do they don't have anyone telling them where to go what time to be at practice when they're leaving and what to do and they don't know what to fill their time with. Nothing else really interests them the same way the sport does. And so um, I would say that one of the biggest things that, that really causes a lot of athletes to go through like depression and a lot of different, you know, mental issues um, mm-hmm. is just trying to figure out what to do with their time now that they're not uh, playing sports anymore. Hmm. You know that 
and, and that also reminded me because I think I kind of lost my train of, the, you know, even as you're, and, and that's true because it's like you're so, you, you're maybe, okay, for them, their claim to fame was playing the spot. And like you said, it's not going to last forever. And once it's done and it's over, it's like, what the hell, what do I do? Right? What can right. I do now? I've done this the rest of my life. I'm not sure what to do. But right. you where you come in is you prepare them for that time when their future in a sense. And I, and I think that's pretty interesting right. because even for myself, you know, I knew that um, I don't, do, I don't do as many films as I used to. Oh, you know, I've become very selective, right? I always, you know, I'm not on every right. soap opera anymore, every film, like, you know, I, I used to a few years ago. And, but I knew that that day will come. And while I still do, you know, while I'm still an actress, you know, I also, you know, started doing so many other things and, filling my time with other things. And I knew that, you know, I, like you said, that a lot of times people are so focused on who you are as that star or celebrity or whatever it is that you are and the game that you play that they just see that. They don't see other things that you could bring to the table. And so, you know, where you come in is that you help other people see these other things, right, that they can bring to the table. I mean, look at your, for example, you are a pro basketballer. Now you have a best-selling book. And then you have this amazing company that's doing great stuff. Who would have thought, right? Because she would have just been just a basketball player, right? And now you're not just a basketball player, but you're all of these other amazing things. So, um, oh, okay. Seems like I just lost Tijuana. Um, okay, I just lost Tijuana. So how about we do something? Hey, guys, if you're listening, don't forget that you can join this conversation. The number to call in is plus one three two three six four two one six nine three. If you're calling from the U.S., three two three six four two one six nine three. If you're calling from outside the U.S., don't forget to use plus one and use your hand raising effect. Press one so I know that you want to speak. And okay, I think my guest is back. Right. I no, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. You know, we're so <laughs> it's fine. Um it's fine. We're all um I was gonna do this anyway. We were gonna take a quick musical break and I know that you're here, but we'll take a quick musical break and we'll be back. Now this is like we do by Peter Kelly and Peter Kelly was a guest on the show. Yes, he's been a guest on the show twice. And uh this is like we do and we'll be back. Awesome. We just victims of right place and time. Or were we written in the stars? Was your mission to invade my mind? And mine to catch you like a blessing in a jar? The universe has reasons and a plan. Life has lessons to be learned. Sometimes love and loss go hand in hand Maybe love cannot be found but must be a Love got tough and I gave up But I guess I had it coming My hands fell to my side You showed up like a buffalo From my chin and sent me flying higher And I've never been And I feel
Talk with Alex Akurji. My name is still Alex. That hasn't changed. And yes, you're listening to the Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of West Africa. So, yes, for once in that, you know, little musical break, myself and my very special guest are joining me live all the way from the U.S. Um, she is um, a former basketball player. She's also a sports manager. She is the author of the best-selling book, Surviving the Life, and she is president and founder of the Athletes Nexus. Now, her experience as a professional basketball player, business owner, and financial advisor allows her to give comprehensive advice and perspective to help athletes and sports, you know, sports players um, plan their careers and their future. And we've been having a pretty interesting uh, conversation. Now, don't forget that this is interactive. The Naked Talk is interactive. And as always, you can pose your questions and you can send us, you know, tweets using hashtag the Naked Talk. We're trying to follow the hashtag. And uh, make your contributions. Call in. The number to call is 323-642-1693. The number to call in is six. Sorry, 323-642-1693. If you're calling from within the U.S., that is a local number. If you're calling from outside the U.S., make sure to use plus one. And, of course, uh, don't forget to use your hand raising effect. Make sure to press one. If you don't press one, then we'll think you're just listening and that you don't want to speak. And I know you don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to Tiwana, so hey, whether you're an aspiring athlete or you 
a pro athlete, you definitely want to, um, you know, be part of this uh, conversation. So, hi, Tuana. Welcome back. Welcome back to Zeki Talk. Welcome back from the commercial. <laughs> Hi, Tawana. Hi, are you there? I am. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm still here, Alex. <laughs> okay. I thought I, lo- I thought I lost you for a moment. I was about to go pray. Like, oh, my God, did I miss one part of my prayer? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm here. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know what? Let's, let's talk about your book for a minute. Let's talk about your book. I know that you are the author of, a, you know, an amazing best-selling book called Surviving the Light. Uh, but let's dig deep into this book. Um, what is this book about? Even though I think I have an inkling. <laughs> what is this book about? Right, right. And yeah. why? Why did you decide to write it? Yeah, so just going back through my experience and some of the things that I uh, have witnessed over the last 10 years that I've been on the business side of the ball, I wanted to create a blueprint for young athletes because, again, things move so fast when um, – athletes are in the light, that sometimes some of their business falls between the cracks. And so I wanted to create a blueprint, a very, very easy to read game plan that young athletes could read along with their parents to help them prepare for what will come, um, you know, at the professional level. I wanted to touch on all of the things that occur off the court and off the field, uh, because those are the things that have um, the most impact on an athlete, how they carry themselves, how they interact with other people um, and, you know, essentially how they prepare for the next stage of their careers. Uh, It is a self-help type book. Uh, You know, most people have read it in just a few days and um, it offers some tangible solutions and things that athletes can um, execute uh, to avoid some of the most common, uh, uh, you know, obstacles that most athletes face. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's very interesting um, because, again, you need that kind of blueprint, right? If you're going to start a career, you definitely want to have a little bit of insight as to what to expect, right? Good and bad, what to expect, and like you said, how to handle yourself. And I'm curious, you know, I'm curious about this book, and here's why I'm curious. I'm one of those people who draw sometimes from some of the most unrelated, right, Um Topics or unrelated or unrelated industry because I am definitely sure that there's something that I can apply to my own business and my own career even if I'm not an athlete, right? There must be because right. again you're talking about branding and you know financial advice and and just some of these other things that whether or not whether you're an entertainer or you're you know and anyway sports sports people are entertainers what am I saying <laughs> but you know whether you're right. an entertain, whether you're a traditional entertainer um you're an artist or you're you know a sports an athlete or whatever it is um there's definitely something that we all can learn right about managing our finances and planning for the future because again a lot of us get caught up in the moment like you said, oh, so we have a great career now. We're all over the news. We're everywhere. Everybody wants a piece of us. And nobody's thinking when this is over, you know, what's going to be left? When this is over, you know, when the, when the money isn't coming in the way it's coming now, when the attention isn't coming in the way it's coming now, when the love isn't coming in, when, you know, when the groupies are no longer there. And I think this happens as well to musicians and actors and anyone who really is in the spotlight, even politicians, I'm sure. So how do you plan, right? 
to move forward and to make sure that right. you're not on shaky ground when all of this is over. So this, um, I'm very interested, um, you know, just very, um, so l- let's talk about, I remember when you and I were talking earlier, you had mentioned about um, some advice, you know, things that you had, you know, like, you know, while you were studying, while you were building your own career, while you were, you know, on the cop plane and all, and some of the things that you would hear, and because you had a little bit of insight, you knew that they were kind of like a bit wrong or a little bit of bad advice. So what can you, like, is there, can you give me an example? Can you think of an example of what you would call an advice that's definitely not of interest to a player? Maybe something that was said to you while you were a player or something that you've heard being told to another player or, you know, something that you think right. would be not of interest to, you know, you know, and impl- to a player's future. Right. Um, I think that it, it will probably stand more in the financial planning realm because I am a financial advisor as well. I've been a financial advisor for 10 years. And, um, you know, part of, you know, where financial planners make mistakes is that they don't take into account the way an athlete's income flows, right? Most athletes earn a high amount during their playing years, and it drops off substantially when they're done, and then they've got to live the rest of their lives and most times take care of lots of people uh, off of something that they earned years ago. Uh, However, most uh, advisors will treat athletes as if they're regular investors, people that will earn that living and that level of income for years to come. And so they end up uh, placing them in investments that are more risky than, uh, you know, than they actually should be in. And so uh, when, when advisors come with all of these risky or alternative type investments for athletes, um, I think that athletes should steer clear of that type of advice unless they have an understanding of business and the way finances and that investment works. Hmm. That is so powerful. That is so true. Like I never really thought about it that way. But you see what, and, and and that's why you have an edge because not only do you have the advantage of being a financial advisor and have been doing that for, like you said, ten years, you also have the also the advantage of being a player. So you know how that works in terms of the income, and and so you're able to merge that and kind of be the right person to be able to say, hey, don't do this because you know. Uh, I don't think, and that's true because even for entertainers as well, like, you know, yeah, well, when you're in the spotlight, you're, you're, you're a hard cake. And when you're not, when somebody else, there are new kids coming on the block all the time, new faces in the industry, and, you know, someone else who's, you know, who's taking over the attention and that will always happen. And that happens every time. And so you're, that affects your income, whether you like it or not, you're not going to be earning um, I'm sure Julia Roberts doesn't earn today what she earned like what <laughs> 15 years ago. So um, right. that makes you know, you know that makes that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk about um, just the most important lesson that you have learned working with other professional athletes. Something that you know through this through this journey that you've had, being a player, but being a sports manager and owning your own company and working with other people. What would you say is probably one lesson, something very important that you have sort of learned and you yeah. hold, you, you keep something that you've learned, you know, just doing the work that you do? Right. Um, 
You know, I think I'm reminded that, you know, even though these athletes and celebrities and entertainers uh, that, you know, I work with, um, you know, even though they're they're high profile and very popular, they're still regular people, and they still struggle with the same things that um, you and I struggle with, and they still are faced with the same mm-hmm. obstacles, and so you know, I, I've learned to, um, you know, treat people the right way. I, I've never been one to really get caught in the lights or to be starstruck, so to speak. But I think that they really appreciate um, people connecting with them on a genuine level, um, you know, and really recognizing the value they bring for who they are. So I, I guess that, you know, the biggest thing is that they're they're just regular people, just like you and I. Okay, so um, l- let me let me – Thinking about something, I mean, obviously, you know a lot today <laughs> than you probably knew 10 years ago. Obviously, right. you know a lot today. What is the you, you know, every day is a learning, is a learning call. So what would you say, you know, something that you wish you knew 10 years ago about the business? Something you wish that you had known when you were playing or you had just known 10 years ago? What would that be? Right. Right. Um, You know, I would say how important branding yourself is, right, and, and setting yourself apart from others and really promoting your strengths. Um, you know, again, as athletes, we're used to people coming to us and wanting to, um, you know, get close to us and learn who we are because of what we're able to do. But, um you know, sometimes we fail to look at the other attributes that we bring to the table. So I, I think I would probably focus more on branding myself and promoting myself um, had I knew better. And that is, that is some, you know, this is so true. And this is obviously very beneficial to whoever's listening to this conversation right now. It doesn't matter what you do, right? And, and you say this, and I agree with right. you, because I remember um, even I, I mean, now that I mean, I'm still an actor, and but you know, now that I, you know, host a show, and now I'm kind of like on the other side, I totally have a very different perspective of, you know, what branding is and how to, like you said, promote myself and stuff like that. When you're on the other side, it's like you don't have to do anything, right? Because all you have to do is step right. out in the open and you're at the pages of newspaper and you're, you know, you don't have to do, all you have to do is cough. And somebody's writing headline, right. you know, Alex Curtis has done this and has done that. And you don't have to worry. And right. even when you, you know, people are doing that for you, they're branding you and they're creating the narrative and you don't have to do that extra work. But sometimes it's at the risk of somebody creating a different narrative about who you are right. as opposed to what you would like them to see about you. So I think it's important right. that you own that narrative, that you're the one who's telling your story. The other one who's saying, this is oh, who wow. I am. And yes, I'm a pro baller, but I am a pro baller, and I am this and this and this and that. Or I am an actress, yes, but I'm not just a bimbo. I'm not just, you know, the average actress. I am this and this and that, right, that you control the narrative and your brand. And so I think that it's a great um, – that's something great that you mentioned because it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a business, you know, a solopreneur or whatever it is that you do, you definitely have to brand. You have to control the narrative of who you are and what your business does, and I think that's – something very interesting that the listeners can take away from you for sure. Right, 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 right. Awesome. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. I I, I definitely uh, agree. (laughs) Okay, so you know what? 
You know, this has been a really interesting conversation, and I want to respect your time because I know that you're so busy and, you know, <laughs> so much Oh, no, 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 no. And no, I know no. that you're we have fine. to wrap. You're fine. <laughs> right. And I know that we want to – I know we have to wrap this up very soon. But but let me ask you this, Tawana. You are – here's a thing. You know, you're a, you're a woman. You run a company. Um, you know, you're on a business because yes, the at least Nexus is a business and you're a family. Well, you have, you know, you, you have a child. I hope I'm correct, but you, you have a family, you have kids and, and, you know, right. so how do you manage? Okay. It's funny that I'm asking that question. That's a bit weird because people ask me the same and I'm like, I don't know. I just get up, <laughs> but really right, how do right. you, how are you? How are you able to do that? Because I want to believe that there's a lot of traveling going on, maybe, maybe, because if you're working with um, ballers and I don't know, but how are you able to um, just find that balance, right? And, and I don't believe in the word balance, yeah. to be honest, but how oh, are you able to <laughs> Yeah, every day is a new adventure, and it's really, really busy. I will admit uh, there are long days and long nights. I um, I really pride myself on being a wife and mother first, and uh, my clients and those that I work with totally respect that, and I really appreciate it. Um, it's, it's busy. I won't lie. However, um, I know that it won't be this way for long. You know, my, my children will grow up very quickly, and I wish that they were this size again. So I try to enjoy the moments and include them, um, you know, when possible, um, you know, in, in any of my, um, you know, work and business trips. So uh, it, it's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> it's a lot of moving parts. Speaking about that, something just came into my head. So let's say one of your kids wanted to play ball. How how's Tuana going to – I mean, would you want one of your kids to play ball? To I play do. Basketball I do. I hope my children do all. get into sports. Okay. Yeah, I do. I hope they get into okay. sports. And I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to try to be mom. Right. Uh, you know, I know a lot of parents that have played, they push their children really hard, but I'm really going to make a sincere effort to be mom and allow them to find their own way. So you're going to be mom. You're not going to be mama. Ja. <laughs> you're going right. to sure. be mom. Sure. Mama sure. so you're going to be like, Oh yeah. You know, I have to book you for jobs. Yes. You got to go play. We have to make this dollar. You know, you have to, cause I know that, you know, like you said a lot of, but that's great. You know, I, I think definitely because if they're like if you carry them along and you have you've obviously have a lot of knowledge and interest it's not going to be unheard of to see one of them at least peak interest in the game but then they will be lucky because then they have somebody within the family who can guide them and you know teach them and, and give them all the tools that they need basically to build um, a pretty successful career so as an entrepreneur, because you run, you're the founder and the president of the Atlas Nexus. What has entrepreneurship taught you about yourself as a woman? As a woman, like you know, what is it about being a business owner, right? And uh huh. Yeah, that okay, I can do great. It. You know, despite what everyone has to say, I can do it. Yeah. Yes, and you prove that. You prove that, you know, every day that you step up and you show up, uh, you're doing it, definitely doing it. So, you know, just before we wrap this up, any final words for, you know, the listeners, something that you definitely want people not to forget or to take away um, as regards what it takes to navigate or, or you know, take navigating success beyond the limelight? Is there anything you want to, you know, just leave for the listeners? 
Yeah, just to, you know, always put your best foot forward and to always, you know, prepare for what's next. We are always all in a state of transition, whether we're going to uh, a different space, uh, a different level within the space we're in. And so, um, you know, just, just keep pushing and keep striving for success because I believe that each and every one of us deserves it. So, um, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. We're always transitioning, and that is so true. Um, Tuana, it's been such a great, 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 great time having you here on the show and just, you know, tapping into your wealth of wisdom and your experience and the knowledge, you know. Uh, But, you know, for the listeners, for those who want to connect with you, because there would definitely be somebody who wants to connect with you. Maybe they have a niece or a nephew or a son or a brother or somebody who's trying to figure it out as a, you know, as an athlete. And how can they connect with you? What is the best way to reach Tawana? Yeah, they, you can reach me uh, through social media, Tawana D. Smith, or uh, through my central website, TawanaSmith.com. That's T-Y-W-A-N-N-A-S-M-I-T-H.com. And you can find information on my book, uh, my company, my coaching system, and everything Tawana Smith. Yes, or you can just click on her name on the show notes, and it will take you straight to her website. So if you want to connect with Tawana, right. I'm sure if you go to TawanaSmith.com, right, it would take you straight to her website, and you can, I'm sure you can find her on social media from there. You can connect with her, send her an email, find out what she, her coaching programs and everything else. I know there's definitely, I know a lot of, I know a couple of ballers, like at my <laughs> <laughs> my right. ex-boyfriend was a pro basketballer, played basketball in Belgium. So I know, you know, a bit of a little bit of right. you know, stuff, but I know that there are definitely people who connect and people who are trans, you know, transitioning, like you say, or migrating or whatever it is, and who just definitely want to learn so much more and have somebody like you who obviously has, you know, great insights to not just only the game but also the other things that surround the business. Because I think sometimes we focus on these. Um, show for those of us in show business we focus on the show we forget the business right so it's great to have somebody like you so that we can bring the show and the business together thank you so much to honor this has been a great amazing conversation and i know that i'm probably going to invite you back on the show some other time maybe if you have our time maybe when you're you know working on something new right right for sure i would love that and thank you so much for having me alex Thank you. Thank you very much, and have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Okay, guys. Um, okay, guys. So, it's, you know, it's been a great conversation with Tawana. Don't forget to catch up with her. You can go to her official website, uh, com, or just click on her name in the show note, and it will take you directly to her website. Now, don't forget, guys, you can become a VIP. Yes, just go to VIP.TheNakedTalk.Live, and you can become a VIP and get access to our special VIP roundtable where we bring together some experts in a roundtable, yes. And then, you know, there's some of the other goodies and stuff that we, that you, you know, you find out before everybody else. So, well, till we come back same time on Friday Radio Special, I'm, I have an amazing guest who's joining me live and, ooh, Friday's going to be hot. And for the rest of the month, it's going to be hot. And I also look forward to having John Sterling Kinross in, yes, we're going to be having a great conversation as well on the 31st of January. So, 
just make sure you're make sure you're paying attention and you're following us. Don't forget to follow us on social media at the Naked Talk. Follow me at Alex Accurgio. Wherever else, just you know, Google. You can find us. And um, don't forget to get a copy from of the um, I Bared My Chest. Go to www.ibaredmychest.com. Get a copy of Bragg Magazine. Bragg is out. And uh, yeah, it's been an amazing conversation talking to Tawana Smith. Until I come back. Same time on Friday. I love you for listening. It's some scripture out. It's some filter out. It's some thoughts. Damn and censor. It's some scripture Talk with Alex, of course.